Welcome back, Talking Sports Wearing Shorts, episode 51 now. We've gone past a half a time. We're, we're heading towards 100, mate. We're heading towards a century. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're both, in the, we're both in the wars at the moment. We're, you've been crook. The fam- your family's been crook. My dog has had a sports-related injury today. ACL. Sports-related injury. ACL, so if you were talking, gone. Uh, if you're talking sports terms, she fucked. She's out for six to yeah. nine months at least out recovery. Out for the season, mate. Mate, out for the season. ACL at the dog park of all places. Oh, Holy, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that is so loud. Sorry, is mate. That? What is that? Oh, Keely coming behind me, shut the window, scared the shit out of me. It scared the shit out of me. I heard Holy that over the mic. I thought you. Rat. I thought you know what I thought you had. I thought you had like a bird fly into your house and was like fucking attacking oh, you. It scared <laughs> the hell out of me because I didn't hear her come <laughs> in. Because I heard the Man. <laughs> fucking hell. That was terrifying. Holy shit! I heard shit. like the screeching, and I was like, what "The fuck is that?" Yeah, it was like fucking nails on a chalkboard. That well, was well, well, well. The things you get when <sighs> you do live. Live, uh, mate. Live recordings, mate. My Things heart rate's happen. up. My heart rate is. Well, up. now I'm definitely, now I'm definitely ready for the fucking podcast. I know. That. Absolutely. Well, if I wasn't ready before, I'm ready now. No, a hundred percent, a hundred. All right, well, we, we we truck on. Um, but I want to do a little bit of a special episode. Yep. Because this will probably be released on the day. Yes. Um, I want to do an origin special, mate. What, what do you feel about that? I think it's a great idea for multiple reasons. Number one, I love State of Origin. Number two, so we have I. a we're going to have a big multi riding on this one. Um, <laughs> lots, lots on this one, mate. Number three, this has got a real air of excitement about it with the Queensland team. A oh, real mate, I tell you what. We, little gym. I mean, we're in a good position to probably do something from the studio, but things are just haven't worked out yet. No, so. no. But I mean, because we're both home, it would have been yes. perfect. It would have been um, fucking lovely, but but we will get that in the future. Don't worry about that. But yes, yes no, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I've got this. Look, it's one of these things where you look at the sides and you go, "Yep, yeah, look, New South Wales should be the favourites. They're they're playing in, at home and they've obviously." Got the better side, but there, like you just said, there's something about Queensland this year. There's a, there's an excitement. There's an air of the underdog, but a good feeling about well, it. With yeah. Billy with Cam with Jono. Form wise, form wise, they're hot. My preseason wooden spooners are coming fucking third or fourth. The Cowboys, so, and they have Billy's picked a lot of Cowboys, and they are. They're a hot ticket at the moment. I think he's made a really smart decision with Cotter, but we'll go into it more. I, I think if talk you, about the teams. Yeah, I think if you're looking at the teams um, obje- just objectively, I mean, I know that obviously the Panthers are such a good side and, and whatnot, but if you look at just on paper, if you go through it from one down to bloody 13, I think that, that Queensland have probably got arguably the more informed side. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, that's hearsay. But before we get into, like, break it down... Uh, break the two teams down and do our predictions. I want to have a little segment here. I want to talk about some of your favourite origin moments. Some of yes. Your, we'll go with moments, some of your favourite origin wins, maybe yep. some of your your favourite teams. I'll give you my favourite origin player as well. Yep, that would be great. So uh, Vaughan knows this one. Mine's a left fielder. It's not Well, he's not too left fielder for, for Queenslanders, but my all-time... Actually, a lot of people will probably find this weird. My all-time favourite Queenslander is Nate Miles. I know you love him. I think um, Nate, Mile, Nate Miles was a very average 
NRL player. Very like he, he was run of the mill, but when he played for Queensland, he was a different guy. He was our forward leader. He was our dirty man. He was our hit man. He was he was everything for Queensland for his th- and I think he played thirty plus games in the pack. He did have a lot. The man was an absolute weapon and he will always go down as my favourite. He did so much just shit and a lot of dirty shit at that as well, but he just I just loved loved everything about big Nathaniel Miles. Yeah, see, uh, look, I, and I completely understand where you're coming from, but I remember watching games sometimes just thinking, come on, man, make more yeah. than five metres. But so, but he, at least he was always there. He was always consistent. Uh, my sort of, sort of favourite, not unsung hero by any stretch of the imagination, and it was better players, and obviously we could choose, you know, the Thurston's or Lockyer's and all that shit. Yes. But for me, one of my favourites... Um, I just thought he wore his heart on his sleeve and he always performed. I very rarely see him ever had a bad game was um, Steve Price. Always. Love Steve yeah. Price. Um, love everything about him. The charge down king, as yeah. they called him. Uh, loved it. I missed oh, that bloke. Oh, uh, I think Queensland have more players of the Steve Price, Nate Miles ilk. Like oh, the real battler style players the New South Wales have ever I, had. You know what it is? I, it's because Queensland just as a state have more of those type of humans in there than what yeah. New South Wales does yeah. now I'm not saying they don't exist but if you look at like the western western suburbs of Sydney it's all yeah. full of lebos and fucking yeah. all that Manages. type of stuff you, you talk you look at the, the the western side of fucking Queensland inside the country it's all bogans. full of battlers mate yeah battlers and bogans look Just at the eastern the suburbs, the suburbs. Feet, it's mate. all toffee bloody toffee eaters and wine yeah, drinkers bitch. in Sydney yeah, yeah but yeah. It's all but, it's full of. Yes, mate. It's full it's of It's all it's full of, mate. But, uh, yeah, it's... So you, you get the battles. I love I it. guarantee you, New South Wales would never have picked a bloke like Dallas Johnson, who no, is a Queensland I hero. I about to mention him. And, yes. like, how... Like, in terms of skill, probably not that great. But he always tough. turned up. It just tough. tough. Just tough. And they had they had pretty much like a like for like player in Ryan Hinchcliffe. Even Crocker, Wales. if if you think oh, Crocker, yeah, he Crocker, was not very skillful, but he was a he maniac. Was very skill, but fuck, he was a maniac. He loved tough, to get in there, loved for a punch. Tough. He was pretty good I, for the Roosters too, to be honest. He was. Tell me, what's your what's an origin moment that really stands out in your mind when you think about state of origin? What do you think? What's the first thing that you think about? Well, of it, obviously, hmm, you, there's plenty of Queensland moments. Yeah. Obviously, you can talk about that um, the try in the corner and the. In the '95 series, I think it was. Was it the '95 series? Uh, yeah, Mark Coyne scored. scored. Yes. Yeah, Mark yes, Coyne, yes, yeah. You yes, can yes, think yes, about that yes, moment. That's probably yes. arguably the biggest. Um, and obviously, you can think of all the uh, all the great winning sides that they had. I like the moment where Lockie scores the try in Melbourne, and they win their first of the dynasty. 2006. Love, yeah, 2006. 2006. Gets the charge down. Charge down by Lockie. Yeah. yeah um, I love that moment. Uh, because it's it's obviously the first of many, but yes. the bi- the best moment for me, and the one that stands out for Origin for Queensland is two moments. One, Talis Dragon Hodgson over the over the line. Yes, that's probably the biggest moment for Queensland in terms of just yes. moments. I think so because it epitomises everything it means to be a Queenslander. Yes, that raging fucking bull. He was um, And then the second one is the chip and chase by Billy. Yeah, that was a thing of beauty. That was that was just, a thing of beauty. That was amazing. For me, and this is the, I've the this is my most vivid memory of Origin, and I was young. It was when Alan Langer scored that try in two thousand and two when he came back from England, and he put the ball sort of I over was, his head. That was also on my on my radar where he caught that, a sneaks under. Yes, and he puts yes. On top of his, yeah, that is my most vivid memory of State of Origin. And I have a lot of memories of State of Origin, but I remember that one like it was because yesterday. he came back and won the series. And yeah, we had no right to like, do that. 
Alan Langer is <laughs> Alan Langer is sort of state of origin. He's a, a Queensland state of origin, a sort of against all odds type of guy. Little, but he's ferocious. Used his skill set really well. Used what used what he had at his disposal. Um, he is Queensland. If you if you really want to like look at Queensland, and then you'd have when I look at New South Wales, I sort of think pretty boys. Do gooders, wannabes, you yeah. know what I mean? I, like I've it. always I've always thought that too. That's always the the impression I've got. Well and you know, it's like me and Vaughan talk about this all the time. It, it's like when you're in high school and all the girls go for New South Wales because it's full of the pretty boys. You remember yep. was that the same thing yep. at your school? Yep, it's the same thing. They'd all yep. have blues jerseys. Okay, the blues and you're like, shove and the blues I, I, up your and ass. And I'd say I'd say, Why do you support New South Wales? You're from Queensland. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just like them. Shove you know what up it is? Your ass. It's like almost a city versus country. Yeah, pretty much. It, it except, pretty much is. Except the blues are the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking private yeah. school rich boys. Yes, and, we're the country. And Queensland are the country. Yes, it's it really is. And That's what it's like. The, the rivalry is like... It is definitely the biggest thing in rugby league. Like, internationals don't come close to it. I would argue... Yeah. I, I would argue as a... As a single standalone game, and yeah. even arguably as a series... I think this is the biggest in Australia. I want to mean by is like I know oh, like I, agree the grand, with that. I know the grand finals are obviously big games in themselves, but Origin is something that okay. So what Origin does is it brings out people that don't even follow the sport Absolutely. for one particular game or, or a series. It yep. brings them out. So my and your wife, my wife. They don't watch rugby single. Uh, well, maybe your Keeley does, but no, Mike she, does she watches not. a bit of the nights. Actually, she'll yeah. watch the nights every week. But yeah, that's so it. Mike Keeley doesn't watch sport, any sport, not interested. But she watches Origin every year. Yeah, it's just because about it's it. a, it's a, it's a, like a, it's a pride thing. It's your yeah. state. You just, it's just, it's always been like ingrained in in the culture here that yeah. that you get up for Queensland. It really is the lifeblood of rugby leagues. Leagues, hundred percent. You, you just have to look at. Um, the the TV numbers right so people it, it's one of the I think it's the highest rated sporting event in Australia on TV they watch it all over the country it gets watched in England it gets watched in New Zealand it's getting yep. heavily watched now in America as well it's just the passion um, and, and the rivalry you can see like, it you can see the hatred yeah. there which I think you could really truly see the peak of the hatred around 2011 to 2015 where we were hammering them like we weren't winning big but we were beating them every single year and then you know what it was with Queensland at that point too Queensland yeah. had an ability because I remember some of these games where we don't yeah. win by point field yes, goal yes. Queensland had an ability back then to, to to grind out and win games no absolutely what. and New South Wales couldn't find that willing, winning formula I remember times in Sydney Queensland would be down by 12 14 points yeah and within 10 minutes they'd win it, it's, it's quite amazing but too, that's a Queenslander thing too New South yeah. Wales never do that they don't have it in their DNA they can't do well, it well I think they're trying to get it but you, I look at these sort of teams and even this is how you know that we're not built from the same cloth is because when Queensland were on that long run there were some times when they weren't even favourites right where New South Wales win one series and they are tipped to win the next 20 yeah. and if we look back two years, they lost a series when Wayne was the coach. So yep. there, there's a bit of turmoil there, that more turmoil within the Blues than, than there is with Queensland. It's it's always going to be close. I just think tomorrow night's game, I I, I refuse to bet on the outcome. I, so I, can't, I. Bet, I can't I bet can't on the outcome because I don't know. Yeah, I have I no idea. I'm so excited with this new look Queensland team. The, the way that... 
Billy. I was watching Billy Slater speak the other day on um, on Fox Sports, and he got a bit emotional. He got a little bit teary eyed, and I thought, "Oh, here we go. It's back. Oh, I think We're too, back. We're back." Oh yeah. I mean, obviously you've got the passion. So you've got someone like Slater, Cameron Smith, Jonathan Thurston. Yeah. Three guys that have won eight fucking origins. Yeah, so they, they won know, like eleven out of twelve or something. They as know well. what it what it takes to get the job done. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're obviously trying to implement a side now. Um, with their own style and, and, and I like the fact that one of the biggest inclusions for me is you've got to remember this is, is, is Ponga because yes. without like, without Ponga last year Queensland at times when they get the ball in the back they just don't know what they're doing like there's no spark there's no yep. charm there's no flair off the back and a lot of the times they had no speed going forward and they had no speed defending. What I mean yeah. is they would never get up to the line quick enough and when every time they were breaking, it was just stop, start, stop, start. Ponga changes that for me. Ponga changes Completely it. Completely changes and that. What, so Newcastle this year have been poor. I've been quite um, vocal about how poor they've been. But I will put hand on heart, Kalen's been our best player every single week, hands down. And you put him in a team that's got other people who are going to perform and you just watch out watch him go well, he's you know, he's going to come back to Newcastle a better player a better a better captain because he's got I'm going to step off Ponga for a second actually I'm going to go back to Billy Slater Th- there is no better head coach for Queensland than a player who through his career left no stone unturned Absolutely. But when I think about Billy Slater, I, he when you think of, he's Queensland, really, isn't he? Like Billy Slater is, a, is it's the same as Alan Langer. He's the same as Wally Lewis. He's the same as Greg Inglis. Actually, he's probably more than Greg Inglis, I think, because well, of, Greg Inglis could have been a blue output. Or Greg, exactly. But Billy's just this little kid who should have been a jockey who come from Bananaville and turned out to be a Queensland Origin great. And he throughout his career pushed himself to the absolute limits of his physical and mental abilities and that's what I think he'll bring as the coach and having Ponga under him can only be a good thing I think so I it, think it can you, only you be can good. get the best out of it uh, I like the inclusions too I like uh, so Cobbo Cobbo I is brilliant selection yeah. you, and you can't not pick him no and you know I, there's been times in the past New South Wales are also guilty of this but Queensland seem to be more guilty of it is where you'll get one of these kids like a Cobbo or Xavier Coates for example and they'll go oh he's a bit young no get him in look what Cobbo's doing to full grown men in the NRL at 19 years old he's ready he is he fucking ready. Either. Get that big fella in there, that beautiful big man with his strong fend, real thick trunk, heavy, heavy like tackling ability. Get him in. Try and stop him and Xavier Coates in the backfield. Try. Just try. Because then you well, got Dan Gagai, the world's fucking best origin player, coming yeah, back at you as well. Ain't that fucking true. <laughs> mm. uh, 100% he steps up. So he's the level he jumps from. And he's not a bad club side player. He's a the great, level he jumps yeah. from fucking club football to origin. It's it's phenomenal. I love the it. O- um, the only worry for me with Dane at the moment is his last few games, he's had a lot of missed tackles. A lot. And I mean a lot of missed tackles, for, especially for up. himself. Up, Six or seven missed tackles a game. Um, but I, I think he'll get up. He, he'll probably go up against Katoni Staggs, I would dare say. Well, at the and moment, it's, saying it's Valentine, but... I'll say Valentine against Canadi. So that's so, so, so I've got Let, so let's we'll do go player for player yeah. battle. Let, I think do, that's exciting. Let's do the player for player. I've got, the, I've got it up in front of my screen, so cool. I'll just we'll run through it and we can we can decide who we think maybe who's got the edge. So obviously, start at fullback. Tedesco versus Ponga. If yeah. You, yeah uh, 
it, look, the it's ultimate tit for professional in James yeah, it's, Tesco. It's tit for but, tat in terms of oof. styles. Yeah. And so obviously Tedesco is more of a bully. Uh, he's yeah. so strong. Uh, yeah. And his running game is so off. powerful. Never yeah, gets tackled by first Never gets guy, tackled. Ever. Uh, baby oil. Wrapped in baby oil. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Pong is so elusive and agile and his speed off the mark and, and got that flair. So they, they, they've got two com- completely polarizing styles. Absolutely. Uh, so either, you know, both of them are such a such a plus for their side. Yeah. So tit for tat there. Um, I'd probably shade maybe Tedesco just on recent origin form and stuff like that. But Look, obviously... Uh, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be crazy not to, but if Ponga has a big game... We win. Oh, exactly. It's one Tedesco of those can have a big game and they still lose. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're hundred percent right. It's but it's a it's a great duel at the back. Yeah, there. fucking oath. It's uh, a great duel. Number two on the wing, Brian Toto versus Cobber. Power, short, stocky power versus long, heavy beast. Yeah. So, so if that ball goes in the air, you know who's going to win it. Well, I tell That's you what, you're doing. If you're Daly Cherry Evans, Cameron Munster, you're kicking to that right corner and you're kicking what? there high all day long. Fucking oath. Because you've well, got two jumpers. But if if they're both number two, does that mean Cobo goes up against Tupo? Well, most likely, but then you still got Xavier Coates, who's also like two foot, two hundred centimeters tall. Exactly. So, so it'd be Cobo <laughs> versus Tupo, but they're so, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's that's the old bull versus the young, the young. Yeah. So Katoni Stags at three, Val Holmes at three. So that means, like you just said, Gagai will be against Katoni, and then Jack White at four with Gagai at four. So mm. White will be up against Holmes, and Stags will be up against Gagai. Stags is a tear away with a lot of power and a lot of speed. He'll, pro- I dare say, he'll probably try his hardest, but he might try a little bit too hard. If they can't contain him, we're in trouble because he'll hit, he'll hit Tupo with just outrageous pace. Um, Whiten is a battler. Whiten's like a Queenslander, really. Yeah, he is He's a a battler, but will he be able to contain... Valentine at the moment has this real ability to hit a hole on a back angle, so Jack Jack Whiten's going to have to be fucking switched on, man. Him and Lil I are going to have to be switched on. So, interesting. So, six and seven, obviously, for New South Wales. Luai and Cleary, they picked themselves. Yeah. Um, same for Queensland. I still think Jerome Luai is the, is the luckiest man on earth that the punching rule's been taken out of rugby league. Because <laughs> if, if you could be punched in the face, I'm telling you, he would be the first person on every team's hit list uh, to have his fucking face punched if, in. If you're not a Penrith Panthers fan, I think you, Mate, could, you, could, you could honestly say, you could agree with that and say, Man, he's got the most punchable face in the NRL. But just the I way he fucking yahoos and carries on, man, as well. Like, when you look at him and, like, they're winning 36-0 and he's jumping on people's shoulders still and they're beating the Bulldogs, you're like, mate, just, you know what? You win with a bit of grace like Nathan Cleary does. Like, win with a bit of grace like Scotty Sorensen. Players, aren't they, he, he's just a fuckhead. And I, I'd if, the, if, if a fight breaks out, don't be surprised if the bench empties just to go for him. <laughs> I'm telling you He's got a punchable Fucking head But if I'm picking Between him and Munster As well This is the thing you think Munster's in hot ticket form oh, I'm taking And Munster, Munster is Origin made you know, you know the thing is Even just Take away like Recent form anyway I'm, I'm taking Munster Every single day of the week every Regardless the week. So if, if I'm If I'm Australia For me it's It's clearly in Munster 100% Cherry Evans is gone Nathan has got nothing else to prove Nathan's got nothing else to prove Cleary's the best 
halfback in the game. Clearly, Cle- Cle- hands down, we, the best halfback. We've, in the game. we've had this conversation so many times. He could be the best halfback to ever play the game, depending yeah, he on could. what what he wins in his career. He truly um, could. So obviously, that's the six and the seven. See, Number the, the thing that really worries me with Cleary is his kicking game is so good. Oh, it's and, like, like so, and Xavier Coates occasionally gets the drops. So here's something I want to ask you about Coates. Um, there was a there was a little bit of a little bit of things I saw on social media that were saying oats over coats. Now no. that no. I want to get your I want to get your feeling. I no. think that oats has been pretty good this year too. Oats has been pretty good this year, right? But oats, it, no, no. Oates is old news. Coates is Coates is new ball. We don't he want is. the old news in there. We've had enough of old news. We want to give you, you got to give these guys a go. You do, but I haven't I haven't been like completely amazed by. Xavier Coates. Well, I think this he's, year. he's the second top try scorer in the NRL. Yeah, he's pretty good. Coates. He's killing it. I, I like I like I like Oates' size, but oh, Oates' size. But see, Coates is big too. He's better in the air. Oates. I oh, see what Corey Oates gives you is that lunatic kick return. Like yep. he, he he'll make yardage every kick return. He, he'd make upwards of two hundred meters just in kick returns. He's a fucking psycho. Hundred percent. Oh, big brainsy. He's a fucking um, lunatic. So at the number eight, this is a real, real. I love this one. So this Payne Haas and mm. Tino, that's I love a that. That could that's, be a punch up a thigh. That's again. a punch up waiting to happen. Payne Haas, because let's be mm. fair, Payne Haas deserves a punch after yeah. all the shit that fucking he's he's put on the Broncos. Now I was, we'll touch on it just a little bit before, yes. before we keep going. How he comes out, and this is the most ridiculous thing. Comes yeah. out and says he wants to leave because he's obviously been advised from his agent or whatever, yeah. which is ridiculous. And then rescinds his fucking statement. Do you yeah, know how much it was? It. Do you know how much it was over? A hundred like, grand. A yeah, hundred grand. And he rescinds if, it right, and, and then he comes out in the media and says, "Oh, it was really bad here, and the fans boo me." Of course, they were going to boo you, fucking idiot. Yeah. You just what told you them you were gonna going to leave their club happen. over fucking a hundred thousand dollars. Are you a fuckhead? Yeah. Now look, a hundred grand. This one club grand. that's constantly pulled you out of shit over the last three or four years as well. Every time I you've think been when in you trouble. get to that level, a hundred grand's nothing. No, it's not. You know what I mean? When, when you're at that level, obviously when you're an average Joe, if you're earning 100 grand and somebody offers you 200. <laughs> yes, you take it. You take it. But if Surely you're, Payne could spare me three and a half G for me, well, four and a half G for me dog's fucking ACL surgery. All right, just, just go ask him, mate. Mr. Haas. Mr. Haas. So I'm not even a Broncos mm. fan. I'm a Knights fan, but it doesn't matter. You can you can help me anyway. Mm. Big uh, Haasy. <laughs> this is interesting. So Damian Cook hasn't been in form this year, but we know for Origin he's probably always going to step up. He's against, nippy, man, and he's nippy. My boy who should be playing number nine for the Dragons, but he's not Ben Hunt. I love it, him at hooker. Do you know Beautiful. what? Beautiful this as a hooker. This to me says, if you are the best number nine in the state, you should be the number nine for your team. It's not so much, it's not so much that he's... What do you do with Macca? Like that's the point. It's not so much who we've got, though. Yeah. It's it's the per, it's what we don't have if he doesn't yeah. play halfback. Yeah, we don't want to play halfback. So he, unless Ben Hunt is a weapon, and we got to real like everyone has to realize he had a blinder in Game Three last year. He was blind. so he, good. He pretty much won that game. And, and I can be quite critical of Ben Hunt at times because I, I, I think can be he, a fucking Dragons fan. Sometimes with pressure, he can he can let it get to him. But Game Three last year proved to me that he is he is ready to play. I've said this. I've said this all along, and I've said it in our predictions when we did our NRL predictions and everything like that. When you take the responsibility off Ben Hunt, He's so much don't, better. Don't let him be the guy. So at at the Bronx when he was halfback in that twenty fifteen grand final, he was the guy. When yes. he's when he's halfback at the Dragons and there's nobody else to really take the 
take the mantle. He fumbles, just let him be the number nine for, and he doesn't have to to oh, run mate. that run that attack, run that offense. Yeah. he's so good, and, and his strength, right? His his true two two his two true strengths are number one running the ball and number two defense, and he gets to great both defender. on show as number nine because he can whack the big fellas like he will whack with the best that's of them. What, that's why I generally reckon that if Dragons, that their number one priority in the offseason should be a halfback because if yes. you can get a halfback. It's a generally good one, or an up and coming yes. halfback, however you want to do it. And you put Ben Hunt at nine, you watch that team develop. But Wait. regardless, that's my Dragons. We'll talk about them another time. Yes. Uh, number 10, Junior Paolo and Jos Papali. That's a couple of big boys. You couple know what? big. Can fellas. you imagine the buffet line after them? Oh, you imagine life. getting to the buffet, right? And and you get into Sizzle. Let's say you get to Sizzle and you go, oh, I've got to get some pasta. Yeah, so they'd be eating, eating uh, with each other as well. And you, and you look over, you glance over, and you go, Fuck this Junior Paulo. Holy fuck this Josh Papali, right? And they both get up four plates in hand. And you think to yourself, I better get in now because these blokes it's are gonna, gonna smack that salad bar. Fucking oath, man. There's some one of those places between them. And one of those places all closed down because all no. those bloody Marys and fucking Islanders oh, were going there and just making the place eat. bankrupt. They can eat. They can eat their big good, boys. Good, strong men. Strong, strong, strong thick, men. Thick. But uh, that, that's another big battle. Paulo has got an offload in him. Papali's got hey, Papali's got an offload, of, of him an as offload well. and a bit of footwork in him. Um, on haircuts, I'm picking Papali. On form, I'm probably picking Paulo. It's going to be a great battle because they're both pa- going to really pa- rip him. Papali's got the uh, experience though of Origin, so he, he, and he, always, does. he always plays well. He's very rarely always game. plays well. On Origin. Uh, number eleven, Cameron Murray and Kurt Kel- Capewell. I think Capewell's probably better than Murray personally. Mm, I know Murray that's hard call. is. I think Murray's a bit small. Uh, well, as a defender. He he's a bit small. Is, uh, well, he's little, but Kurt Kate wasn't one of these other Nate Miles type players that he's proved to me that he can do anything for Queensland. Um, Murray is tough. He's like, tough. Like he he's, he's the South Sydney club captain at twenty four years old. That doesn't just be given to anyone. He is one. Uh, tough but they haven't hombre. been doing well. They haven't been doing well this year. No, well honest. they haven't without without Latrell and, and a few other pieces missing. But he is one tough dude. So he he will not let them down at all. He, he will he's likely to make 50, 60 tackles and not miss one. What so watch him go? Uh, Kurt to me has X factor in Origin. So he could he could anything can happen with him. So it's an exciting battle. Very very exciting. Uh, this is one area that if you go on a recent form, he hasn't been that great this year. But uh, Kafusi and then Tarek Sims at the twelve. Mm, uh, Tarek I, I Sims. So one's leaving the one's leaving the Dragons for the Storm. One's leaving the Storm for the Dolphins. Correct. Um, that's the l- most underwhelming battle for me it for is. the whole it's game. It is. It's because <laughs> no, neither of these two have really no. um, shined a light no. this year. They've Kafusi's been, been picked on uh, on, oh, on on his name. Kafusi's fucking just been average. Here. And Sims anything. is just fucking. Sims well, is one of these players that they probably haven't have don't have anybody else there that's probably as good. So they probably yeah. just picked well, him. He had a uh, he he played really well in the series last year. Tarkson, he did. So he, he did deserves have, his spot. Yeah, but he's a bit of a. He's a, he's a wild card. He's he a wild that. card. No, nothing great for the drags this year. No. Let's put it that way. Uh, at the thirteen to round it off, Yo and Cotter. So Isaiah Yo is the best forward in rugby league, hands yep. down. He's, uh, he's the best link man. He, he's a second half back to Nathan Cleary. But I'm going to say this. But Origin's different. 
you get less time. A lot of other shit happens around you. Ruben Cotter is played playing front row at the moment for the Cowboys with extreme pace, good hands. This is a nice little battle here. Ruben Cotter is also a tackling machine. He's our Cameron Murray. He may miss very few tackles, and he will literally tackle till his heart's content. This is this for me is the battle of the middle. This is going to be exciting. This one, very excited. I'm excited. This is debut, isn't it? Yes, mate. No, I love a debut. I love, love a debut. Love a debut. Yes, mate. A debut. Debut. A debut. Yes. A uh, so we'll, we'll round off the bench. So for New South Wales, they got Crichton, Liam Martin. Regan Campbell Gillard and a Ryan mm. Mattinson. So well, I think I think Crichton may start the centres. Um, that's what they're. That's what they. Yeah. That's, that's the what they're on the street. Yeah, I think Regan Campbell Gillard's in hot form at the moment. Liam Martin's a freak of nature, and I can't stand Ryan Madison, so I don't care what happens with him. I've never liked him either. He's um, a wanker. After and then for, the for Queensland, you've got Harry Grant, Lindsay yes. Collins, Patrick Carrigan, which I'm very excited by. Hot. Pick. He Great is form. shit hot right now. I think he'll yeah. come off the bench and and, and do do wonders. And then yeah. Jeremiah Nanai. That one for me is the, that one excites me the too. He excites fuck the fuck out of me. He's nineteen. He's rangy. Nothing he's to like lose. Felice Kafusi was ten years ago. Yeah, nothing. But to lose. he's got a game in the air. He is another target to jump over these smaller sort of winger outside back type guys that New South Wales have maybe the Cam Murray spot so like watch it. out watch so out the, so the players in the reserves they're never they're not going to obviously get put up to the bench um, no we don't we don't really need to touch on no them no we don't care about them too much uh, there's a few lines through a couple of the reserves in New South Wales anyway they must be injured so yeah interesting man that's the team uh, what's your feeling after going through them what, what how do you think game one's going to play oh I've got a weird confidence I've got a weird confidence that Queensland could win this one. Um, it could be a Ponga masterclass or a Munster masterclass that really sets us away. I dare say it's going to be scrappy in the middle, but a lot of a lot of hard nosed defence. Watch for people like Ruben Cotter, Cameron Murray. Um, the benches will play a huge role, I think, and I reckon our bench is just a little bit better than theirs. We've got a bit more excitement and. Um, I think I'm going to say Queensland 16, New South Wales 14. It's a close one. I can see this being pretty close myself. I think it's it's going to be a battle on the trenches, like you yeah. were saying. Um, but I have that sneaky feeling too. I don't know, maybe if I'm just, it's more that sort of. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? But it's that that naive, naive sort yes, of naive, yeah, naive sort of confidence where you look at the side and you think, oh, that's exciting. But then when they play, it doesn't quite happen, and you're kind yep. of dismissing the experience. I don't know. I think it's always hard to win in Sydney, particularly game one. Oh, um, it'll be low scoring. It'll be low scoring because Sydney's always a bit slick. Yeah, so it's, so that the pitch is a bit wet. Correct, and it's always yeah, that's right. And Queensland's obviously notoriously dry, so yes. you get that. You don't get that bounce. Um, it's notoriously hard to win there, even when you have a great origin winning yeah. side. So it's going to yeah. be very, very tough. My brain says New South Wales by probably a, uh, by probably a converted try, yeah. um, something like maybe twenty to fourteen. But I'm going to be ballsy, just like you, and I'm going to go Queensland eighteen to fourteen. Yeah, I like it. Um, I like it a lot, just because they got nothing to lose. So nothing. when you come off, this is the thing with Queensland. And this is something we need to touch on. They they can't be any worse than what they were last year. So last year, no. up into game three, they only scored six points. Yeah, and we were in shit two, in two games, and we were dreadful. Um, couldn't defend, couldn't score. That was our problem. And 
You're not point going to have that this year. No. And point number two, they don't have Latrell and Tom Trevojevic coming back at us every Absolutely. fucking set of six. They've also left out Fox, and they've left out Jake Trevojevic. So, so they've th- left out Fox, which is... Uh, form would dictate... Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, but I sometimes the, the experience... Um, and like you said, just getting up for origin. Because, I mean, at any given time, you could have dropped Gagai if you really want to be honest about it. Yeah, but, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, yeah, they put Daniel Tupo there. But for me... I would have had the Fox. I, I would have had Adokar. I don't easily. think the Fox has done anything to deserve his being position dropped. being yeah. taken away from him. He's been in a shit team, but he's, he's played well. Where... Tupo has been obviously very good, but I don't think he deserves to be picked over the Fox. Yeah, so Same that, that thing with Jake Trebojevic. I don't understand who doesn't get a bench spot. Like, the guy is New South. This is the thing. Jake Trebojevic is like a Queenslander, right? We would never drop Drake Trebojevic in a million years. We would never do it because we know he would put. He would just go in and make his tackles, do his runs. He would do a job that you exactly need him to do. New South Wales yep. love the flash and the and the uh, and the pretty boys like Ryan Madison. It's exactly well, what's going to happen. There's some interesting inclusions. I'll say that, and not so much ballsy in that oh you got to get a right type thing. But if they don't win and Queensland can somehow snag a victory, obviously those uh, people that they've left out, Fitler's going to have an eye on him. Um, I think. In terms of what you're saying about Jerome Luai, sometimes that he's so fortunate he plays with someone like Nathan Cleary. Um, I think that a little bit about Fitler. Now I'm not trying to take anything away from from Fitler. I'm sure he's extremely like his, his knowledge of the game is second to none. He's played yeah. so much football. He's been around premierships his whole life and Origin wins. But sometimes I just look at Fitler and I feel like fuck, you've just come in at the right time, eh? Because yeah, to have the he's side that you have, and well, not yeah. so much not so much the side that you have, but the side you're going up against at times for Queensland has just been so fucking bang average I'll tell you what's a little bit different between Fittler and, I, and I'll use Mal who I rate as the greatest origin coach of all time Possibly. where I don't think that's this discussion no and, and when Mal come in Mal pick untested blokes on character he picked Smith he picked Thurston he picked Cronk they were sort of character based picks they hadn't like Thurston was picked, I think, in 2004, before the Cowboys made the grand final in 2005. Smith was picked in 2003. These blokes were not who they were, who they ended up being. They were just blokes who were picked on what they sort of showed as a bloke, and I don't think Freddie does that. Freddie's picked Nathan Cleary, obviously, because Nathan Cleary's young, sort of similar age, but Nathan Cleary is... Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary. Cameron Smith wasn't Nathan Cleary when he was fucking Nathan Cleary's age, you know what I mean? So, Mal... Mal took the reins, and it makes obviously it makes him a much better coach. I think in the long run. So you're right. You're right to an extent where Freddie's just sort of walked into this team of freakishly talented players, but freakishly talented always doesn't win. No, Sometimes that's right. I mean, you, you will win. You, well, you could argue that probably seventy to eighty percent of Queensland's wins. You, you take that eight year dynasty out of it. Majority of Queensland wins have been have been because they've got more fight in them. Not so much because they've got the better players. I can, well, I, you could even you know like I mean? argue in that eight-year and uh, eleven out of twelve run. Oh, there was times when New South Wales had better sides. Jonathan Thurston, right? Who I rate extremely highly, and I I'll argue tooth and nail that he's not better than Andrew Johns, but that's not my point. I'm trying to make. Uh, what I'm trying to say here is that Jonathan Thurston is literally the most competitive player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I, Nobody I, else w- even holds a candle to that guy's competitiveness. Yeah, that, that's, that's the only reason. Literally what you just said is why I think he's, he's 10 yeah. shots above like, Andrew like Johnson for me. Because the things that I've seen... That origin display, right, when he sm- 
blew out his shoulder. He yeah. played in game two and he won in Sydney to take yeah. it to a game three. That for me is is head and shot. That trumps him over any other halfback that's ever played the game. Particularly Mate, at his age at that time because he was fucking yeah. old. Um, yeah. it, the man is a superstar. Tough um, too. Very fucking tough. But I can remember, you, you know, you're right. In 2009, you know, New South Wales arguably had the best player in the game and Jared Hayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they couldn't ever find a winning formula. No. Because they didn't no. have... That guts and so many times they'd get so close and they'd get within a fucking try or, or yep. a field goal or something like and that. Then and then we just fight back. They couldn't do it, you know. So if they had Phil Gould at that time, they probably would have won a lot, of, a lot more fucking Origins because in yeah. his period when he won four in a row, oh I think, absolutely, he was just in the early two thousands when he yeah. had all the dragons, man. Because yeah. Jesus uh, Christ, yeah, the dragons, Gaznia, Cooper, squad. fucking Luke Bailey, yeah, Bailey. oh mate, it was stacked. Jason oh. Rolls. They had a very, very good... I, I grew up hating New South Wales because of that. Yeah. Like, Do you I'm know watching that side. Yeah, they're fucking... Oh, mate, when they when Fletcher threw that hand grenade, what a fucking prick. Do you know what I always think when I think of Jared Hayne? Do you know when that origin footage where he stands there and he goes, it's been a long time, yeah. right? I picture that's what he said when he got out of prison. <laughs> I, picture that, I picture him standing at like the, like the edge of the jail gates just going, it's been a long time. When he said that, he was such a faggot. It was like, no. it was eight years and he... Did he even... Did he go to NFL and come back after that? Yeah, or was he that did. That, that's when he bit that woman on the vagina and then he got accused of rape over there and paid that. He, he's a bad person. This he guy is, is a, a genuinely bloke. bad person. Yeah, he's, he's so not he, a nice He got man. accused of rape in America, paid her off, and then he bit a girl on the vagina in Newcastle and then told her to go to the doctor and then tried to pay her off and then went to prison. The guy's not a nice guy. Like, not even close to being a good person. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and it's been a long time, but yeah, he went. He went before Valentine Holmes. He went to the Forty Niners. Yes, he did. He was on the Thirty Nine. He did correct. pretty well. He didn't do too bad. Uh, to be, but I don't know. Obviously, he wasn't good enough. He got cut. So yeah, well, it ruined you know Colin I mean? Kaepernick's career. That's yeah. That's it. Maybe he put him down the wrong path. Um, right, just before we um, we wrap this up, because we just wanted to do a little quick fire one. I just want to touch on quickly before we go the uh, two sackings today. Yes. So one of them I think is fairly deserved. I think fair enough. Yeah. Um, I could see that coming. The other one, I was banging my head on the fucking dining table when I was reading it because I think you could have done this two years ago and the minute they start to fucking get a little bit good and yep. you start to see some promise, they sack him. It makes so no... That, the West that, Tigers, I've yeah. lost all faith in the West Tigers. So this I is have what no I, idea. This is what the Tigers do, and Vaughn will hate me for this. So this is what the Tigers do. The Tigers finally find what their identity is under Michael Maguire. They did the same thing under Mick Potter. They did the same thing under Jason Taylor, who it's I do not rate as a coach. Cleary. They did the same thing... Well, Cleary fucked them over. Cleary really yeah. fucked them. But yeah. Poor old Michael Maguire, right? Who he's had he's some poor cattle. He's had the the boardroom fighting against him. He's had some real shit going on there with like players not wanting to train to his level and like being undermined by other coaches and stuff. He didn't deserve to be sacked. He finally gets players that he wants, the type of people he wants, in, aka Jackson Hastings, Corusia. You got to remember Corusia's going there next year. I so know. is Isaiah well, Papali'i. Well, that was two, all to do with Madge. They've got two, what I would say, two high-profile signings going there next year. Yep. And they've gone. <laughs> thanks for that, mate. Yeah. See thanks, Madge. I, See you I later, don't Cobber. understand. I don't. It makes no fucking sense, it, man. They, as an organisation, as a club, a as a fan like Vaughn, 
you would just want to. I mean, if Vaughn had hair, he'd have no hair. Well, he sent me a text today, and he goes, "They've sacked Maguire, the poor bastard." Well, uh, that's the, that's what I think the feeling. That's the genuine feeling among the supporter base would be. And and I think what Tigers people are lunatics. They are like rusted on people. They don't wobble, I'll but say, they're very uh, yeah. critical of their team. I, I say this about Tigers fans too. They are some of the most loyal and bunch they are of supporters. Loyal. Once you're, if you if you talk to a Tigers fan, you know they're a Tigers fan because they yeah. go they go through it all. They don't budge. My barber, his um, he was telling me one of his mates, one of his mates is a Tigers fan, right? And it's like just staunch. No matter what happens, he's always tipping them. It it, it they just and it's exactly right. They don't sort of they always support the club, but I don't think they support this decision. I, I think it's a stupid decision. Well, I think it's a stupid one. Looking from the outside in and to, and to sack match to being a, a neutral. I, I just there's no. I mean, sometimes you don't get the whole story. Obviously, you know what I mean. But it—he went through so much shit, and like I said, they could have done it a fucking year or two ago when yep. it would have been accepted. Yep. And now he finally gets into a position. They've had some really great wins this year. They've—they've they've got a little bit of a culture, like you said. Yep. Now you can see some form of identity. Two new high-profile signings coming next year, yep. and they sack the guy oh that no. is doing. It makes it. no sense. It, honestly, yeah, I've lost faith. I like. You, I sort of had hope for for the West Tigers. I thought. No. That maybe they they were, they were slowly turning a corner and then they just completely take a shit. I can tell you why it makes believe. zero sense because Luke Brooks is still there, right? And Luke Brooks has not been informed for years. And I was excited to get him at the Knights because I thought a change would be good for him. He hasn't been informed for years, and he keeps his job. The coach loses his job. Obviously, the coach is always going to be the one who's held responsible. Of course, it's for always the way it goes. Field, in, in, in right? any sport. I ask you this as well. I've asked you this before about the EPL. Who out there right now is better than Michael Maguire to take the to take the Tigers? No one. No so one. you explain to me why they would sack. Maybe Jason Riles, right? But who? Jason Riles won't go there. He'll go somewhere else. Well, there's no is one you, right now lined up to no, take the no Tigers. One, there's no one right now lined up. And, and what you're doing is you're probably stretching and you've got to then target a coach outside that's probably not in the game right now that's... Yeah, you know, or, or, a, or an assisted. But the stupidest assisted. thing, the stupidest thing the Tigers could do is panic by Trent Barrett. If they do that, they, it will set them back fifteen years. If no, I, I, I would say here's the thing about this, right? And this is this is a good, a good point that you mentioned about Trent Barrett. Is sometimes this happens in football, um, and I feel like this is happening in rugby league right now. Is that there was nothing happening right, nothing. at all. And then all of a sudden Trent Barrett goes, right? Yeah. And it's like that flow-on effect. It makes yeah. other clubs start to think internally and they think, well, hold on, is this? have we got the right guy for us? Should we make a decision because they've made a decision, they've pulled mm-hmm. the pin, maybe we should pull the pin. And so it gets that sort of fucking flow-on effect. All it takes is one. Like yep. There's nothing for months and it takes one person to go and then bang, all these clubs jump on and that's what's happened here. Barrett's gone and then the rest have gone, okay. We'll, we'll make our decisions. I didn't think West Tigers should have. Um, no, I think they were they were fine to keep Maguire. And I agree. It's just, it's just I, I I think Brown leaving the Warriors is fair enough. Yeah, because um, he doesn't want to live in New Zealand. That makes yeah, sense, right? I can understand that. And, and the Warriors fair, he's, say, a a, mm. he's a bit of a wanker anyway. Yeah, well, he's not the best. I can tell you that. He he's done some funny stuff, but he's not. Um, he's not a great coach. Just got to look at his record. It's not very good. No. But he, he usually does walk into a basket case, Nathan Brown. Like his record in England was amazing. He won multiple grand finals with St. Helens. But he walked into two basket cases here. He walked into a 
the Knights who were bottom of the barrel and he he needs to be thanked for something the some of the stuff that he did for us with our signings but he, he couldn't turn it around he did the same thing with the Warriors I think he took the Warriors on as a basket case during COVID um, knowing full well he was never going to move to New Zealand I think he, they just got one more year out of him than they probably should have the Warriors need some do you know who the Warriors would be very good with if he'd go there Michael Maguire yeah. <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen My or, or in a, in a, the Bulldogs have an appointment manager out of they uh, they've got an assist. They've got some. Oh, it's Michael Potter, but he's doing a uh, like just an interim surprise role. Surprise me, wouldn't surprise no, me. Neither, to the dogs. Uh, neither do I because and he you would have that dodge wall mentality. Yeah, you watch that fucking dog side go up. Yeah, well, I'd hope they would. Yeah, I, I like I seeing d- people. I like seeing people on the fight back. Yeah, I do too. I don't like Canterbury though. I, I've always hated no. Canterbury. Always, even like no. when they won the grand final in two thousand four. I let, let's they, put they, this they, way. They, they cheated. I hated Canterbury that much. That I hate Sydney with all my passion in the world, but I was still going for the Roosters in that grand final. Yeah, true. that's how much I hate Canterbury. They they cheated that year as well, and they got. The, I'm pretty sure that one got stripped through to Sarri. Although I mean, they they have one of the greatest goal kickers of all time. So. Has him? I still can't figure out how he got picked over anything other than his goal kicking. He's like, eh, well, that's that fair. Was like even good? Was he even no, good? I, not, I don't remember him doing anything except. Not in terms goals. of, he wasn't. He wasn't a fantastic winger. I think um, fucking the guy on the other side, what was his name? Oh, Utah. Utah. But, I think Utah yeah. was a far better player. No, he was a stocky played, um, little beast. He was. But um, El, El Mazari was just one of the mm. greatest kickers that's ever lived. El um, Magique. But, you know, the Bulldogs had a good side. Mate, they were know, unbelievable Prime, side prime Willie, Prime Sonny, Prime... Steve uh, Price. Steve Price, Young yeah. Thurston. Nigel Vangana. Oh, Willie Vangana. Um, fucking they have, um, The general, Luke Patton. Uh, what was his name? Um... Was it O'Mealy? Mark O'Mealy was there, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good at that time. He's uh, His son plays for the Knights at the moment. Yeah. 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 They had a good so, side then, yeah. So it's not it's not out of the realms that they... Mark O'Mealy's com- currently coaching at the Knights as well. There you go. Is it, he, was a, he looked like a... Bull, he was a living, living breathing ogre. bulldog. He, he was looked, an ogre. He, he was crazy. Yeah, he, he looked like Shrek. Mm. Unbelievable. He, Unbelievable. Craziness. Just before we round off, mate, final yeah. tips, final predictions before we go. Okay. For what do you reckon? For the game. Queensland 16-14. Queensland 16-14. I'm going Queensland 18-14. We got our yep. bias caps on, but yep. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, mate. Really. I agree. I agree. And then just watch this space. Lucas Paqueta to the Newcastle United. <laughs> mate, just watch the space. We could be 4,700 up. You never know. Oh, fuck me. Well, if Trigger gets in, we could be more. I'm just waiting for him to respond. You better hurry because those those odds might go down. So yeah, I will. I might. But he's got T minus now. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Ta ta. See you on episode fifty two. See ya. See ya, mate. See ya.